And I mean, it miraculously hit me. Oh, wait, I deserve better. (laughs) You know, and it sounds silly, but, you know, you have to internalize that. And that was really the start of my journey. It really was. I mean, that makes a lot of sense because it's far easier for for people who have the tendency towards people pleasing and wanting the best for other people. It's easier to see it in someone else and in their situation than it is to see it in our own. Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I have a really special episode today. Today, we have a guest on here. Uh, Her name is Linda. Linda has been with me through uh, two sessions of the group coaching. And I have so much enjoyed getting to know her. And in fact, got to meet her in person at the first retreat we ever did with CNG. Wrapped my arms around her and just loved the opportunity to get to meet somebody that I've been working with. So Linda, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. So, um, Linda, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to the group. Um, Tell us a little bit about, you know, maybe what brought you here on this journey and uh, just kind of get this started. Well, okay. Um, My story maybe is a little different than others that I've seen, only in the fact that I've been with my husband so many years. Um, We were married for 36 years. I've been with him for 41. Um, So I, um, we got together when I was 17 years old. And so really, that was all that I knew. Um, I knew um, that I was unhappy. I knew that things weren't right. Um, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't know why we couldn't fix things. Um, until I started researching and, you know, narcissism came up, but it didn't quite fit what I, what I was reading didn't quite fit my marriage. It wasn't until I hit upon the covert narcissism that really explained what was going on because that was exactly what it was. So living in this marriage, like straight out of like straight out of the home, really, you were in uh, this relationship for a long time. And so I imagine trying to, trying to make sense out of this was, was tough. It was. Um, I read an awful lot of books. I looked for any resource I could find. We actually were in couples counseling for 10 years. That's a long time. And it is a long time. But, you know, um, covert narcissism is tricky because it's not very blatant. Mm -hmm. So the things that I talked about didn't sound like big deal. But if you took the whole picture, it was. And um, it was not recognized by any of the therapists we saw. So um, I felt like, like I was stuck in that future faking because he kept telling me, oh, now I understand. Or, oh, you know, now I'm going to really try. And so I I wanted it to work. So I kept believing that. And there's a lot of people that experience that, that you want it to work. And there's nothing wrong with wanting it to work. Of course, we want it to work. But but when you're looping, constantly looping right back to the same problems over and over and over, at some point, you have to face reality and, and start seeing this for what it is. 
Absolutely. And the thing that really changed my whole perspective was um, online group support. Okay. Um, because I heard other people in, you know, maybe different circumstances than mine, but I was, I was thinking to myself, oh, that person deserves better. Oh, that person deserves better. And I mean, it miraculously hit me. Oh, wait, I deserve better, <laughs> you know, and it sounds silly, but you know, you have to internalize that. And that was really the start of my journey. It okay. really was. I mean, that makes a lot of sense because it's far easier for, for people who have the tendency towards people pleasing and wanting the best for other people. It's easier to see it in someone else and in their situation than it is to see it in our own. Very much so. Very much so. And um, so when I finally realized that, that was a turning point for me. And then I was able to do the other things that you've talked about on your podcast that, you know, led me through because there's there's stages in this. And, you know, I didn't leave right away. I had to um, I remember you saying that you did work before you left. Yes. And that really resonated with me and and kind of reassured me that it's okay. I've got to I've got to work on myself before I can get out. And you know, I took the focus off of him changing and put it on myself to see what I could change to make things better for myself, not yes. for the relationship but for myself. And and, and there's a thing, lot there's a lot of value in that, a hundred percent. And and for people who are stuck and in that situation, they can get so wrapped up in do I leave, do I stay? And that's not even the main question. The right. main question is how do I get healthier? How do I get in a better place? And then as a healthier me, if he also gets healthier, great. You've benefited the relationship, you know, extremely. But if he doesn't, because we all kind of know what reality is there you're in a better place to handle whatever choices you do end up making. That's absolutely right. Um, because the first thing I needed to do was do that radical acceptance. And boy, that's a hard piece. Um, I had to fully realize that things were not going to change. My marriage was not going to get better. I mean, we did 10 years of counseling and that did not help. Um, we did everything. I tried everything that I could to save my marriage and it was not working so once i finally accepted that fact then i could really see things a little clearer i could see you know because i wasn't trying to make things better between us i could really observe what was happening and i could see the patterns of what was going on and it gave me emotional space emotional distance and um, that really helped because I wasn't reacting to him as much. I wasn't, I wasn't invested as much, which really showed me and gave me more evidence. Okay, do I want to spend the rest of my life like this, or do I not? Mm -hmm. And um, that that really helped me. It helped me tremendously. Um, your group coaching sessions were phenomenal. Um, being with the same group of people, you know, like you said, we, we did two two different groups together. Um, those 
people, we formed such a bond where we um, supported one another. We cheered on one another. We cried with one another. Um, it, it really, really helped. And one of your exercises that you had us do was um, uh, write a letter from your 80-year-old self to, to you right now. And that was so powerful to me because of my age. I, I was 58 at the time. I'm almost 59. And I thought, you know, I'm too old to change things. I'm too old. You know, this is this is my life and I'll just accept it. But when I wrote that letter, I realized how much time I potentially still had in my life. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, do I really want to spend 20, 25, 30 years in the same spot? I realized, no, I didn't. Mm -hmm. And even though it was scary, I realized I needed to make changes. And I bought myself a bracelet that said brave. And I wore that this entire year because I, it, it said that being brave means that you're afraid, but you do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And I had to stick with that because I was very afraid. Fear really kept me in that marriage too. And um, I realized, okay, I need to do little steps that I'm afraid of, but I'll do. Mm -hmm. And those little steps eventually leads to big change. Yeah. Yeah. The little steps are so much easier to handle than these massively big steps that, that people, if, if somebody is, is in your situation and they're looking at the whole picture of what a, a separation or a divorce or independence would look like, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. And I understand that even for me and, and where I was at that point in my life when I was kind of trying to face this and I was in my mid 40s and it was still absolutely terrifying. But the little baby steps I could do and do the little baby steps. And then if if some of the bigger steps ended up happening, then that then they happened. But regardless, I had to take some of the steps to get myself in a better place. So one of the steps that I needed to do was to um, help myself become more independent. Because like I said, I was 17 when I met him. I moved from my parents' home to my marriage home. So I was never, I was never on my own ever. And so I did little things that turned into big things to foster my independence. I, you know, it started small. I got my oil changed on my car for the first time by <laughs> myself. I ended up buying a car all by myself. And these little steps just gave me the confidence to see that I could do these things. And it led to me buying a house all by myself. And now I, I, I live in my own home by myself with my pets and I'm loving it. I, I, I couldn't have gotten here though without those small steps. Yeah. It's like you said, it it was too big a jump. I needed to make my own path, do these small little steps, feel like I could be independent because I felt like I couldn't mm -hmm. for so long. Mm -hmm. Um also I saw that I had my own power. I didn't I felt very hopeless, helpless, powerless. 
that I couldn't change anything. But really, I could. My power was changing myself, changing what I could do and what I did. You know, I thought my power was supposed to change him, but that that is so wrong. It's it's the power I have within myself to change myself and my circumstances. And that's what I did. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying it that way, because that's a beautiful, absolutely beautiful and so true. But we are taught or made to believe all of our lives that we're supposed to help everybody else. We're supposed to change everybody else. We're supposed to be there for everybody else. And you end up depleted. You end up empty of all of you know, of yourself, you end up empty of you. And instead, it's you take those steps to start taking care of you. And it's so empowering. And then it puts you in a better place to be able to be the best you you can be for the world around you. That's absolutely true. Because I saw that I was always putting myself last. Well, what that does is it teaches other people to put you last also. (laughs) True. Yes. Um, You know, you do have to take care of yourself and your own needs um, in order to be a full person, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so now today, uh, where where are you in life? How do you describe where you are in life? Oh, I am in such a better place. Um, For me personally, I felt it was best instead of pursuing a divorce, I'm pursuing a legal separation, which it sounds like in a few weeks will be finalized. Um, So I'm I'm turning 59 this month and I think I'll be um, legally separated. And um, I, I, feel such a sense of peace and stillness that I can't even remember the last time that I felt this way. Um, It's improved my mental health tremendously. Um, It's quiet. It's peaceful. I don't have drama. I, I can enjoy little things that I couldn't before. Yeah. Yeah, it opens up your heart for for embracing life again. Yes. Because yeah. yes, you're definitely. not living under that cloud every single day of your life. Yes. And that's exactly how it feels. I feel everything's lighter. Yeah. You know, it's not heavy. Like I've walked back into my my previous home and again, that heaviness just comes upon me. But I come to my own. It's my own home. And it, it just feels so much lighter and so much happier. Great, great. So, so happy for you, Linda. Watching you. watching you, knowing where you were when we met and seeing where you are today is so incredibly inspiring. Yes, the group definitely helped me so much because I was in a place where, okay, I knew that I wanted to separate, but he wouldn't leave the home. And through talking it out with the group, I realized, okay, that's just a place, Mm -hmm. you know, I can have my life anywhere. And that really helped me see that, okay, I can let go of this home and I can start something new, which really was the best decision for me. Yeah, good, good. I, I hear from a lot of people, they say, you know, I'm I'm too old to start over. I can't start over. And and what I try to explain is it's not starting over. It's just a turn in the road. 
you still have the life you've lived up to this point. There's a lot of value. There's still a lot of beautiful memories. There's still a lot of good things um, that are in your your background and in your life and in your you know, things of value today, your relationships, your family, um, all of that. And so it's not a starting over. It's just a turn in the road. Right. And it's continuing. It's continuing to live your life a better life than what you've had before. Because mm-hmm. um, yes, I was in that spot. I really thought I was too old. I should just um, accept this was this was my life. But um, it doesn't matter how old you are. Even if it gives you five years of happiness, it's <laughs> worth it. It is so worth it. It is. I've actually worked with a lady who uh, she's 84 years old. Mm. And she walked away from a 60-year marriage. That's inspiring. And and she said for the first time in her life, she has felt a peace that she had no idea was there. Yes. And she's just, it's that peacefulness that you just crave so badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, definitely. That That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. So what, in, in, in wrapping this up, what would you say to those who are out there listening to you right now that are stuck? They're feeling like, like there's no way through all of this fog and all of this um, self-doubt that they're living. Okay. Well, first of all, if I could do this, anybody could do this. So, you know, there's, there's, there's hope for you. Um, Second of all, um, now I had been seeing a therapist for a long time, but you really need to connect with people who understand covert narcissism because it's a whole different ball game. You know, you're dealing with people who like don't follow the rules. It's different. So you really need to connect with people that know what's going on. I I really totally recommend um, group support, you know, and and nowadays the online groups are so easy to to do. Um, That really was pivotal in my journey. And, And I think that you know, if you, even if you're not sure what you're dealing with, what's going on, if you get into a group and you hear other people's stories and you share where you are, it brings clarity to, um, to your own thinking in your own situation. Mm -hmm. And I totally recommend that. I mean, your, your groups are, are just phenomenal, you know, with the same group of people over a period of time. I think that makes such a difference. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I know the bonds that we've been creating in these groups has been incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. And it's been, it's just my mission to go then as a group and help our world. Like I'm one person and I can scream it from the rooftops all day long, but, but it's the power of the group, the community, the, you know, our arms around each other that, that really truly makes life changes. Yes. And if I could help anybody that is in a long-term marriage and feels like they're, you know, too old, um, that would just really bring me a lot of happiness because then it's, then my journey has a little more meaning. That's exactly true. I have said many times that for every single person I help, it makes my journey make a little more sense. Yeah. 
Yes. So I understand that. Linda, thank you so much. Um, You're welcome. Thank you for being on here and for sharing your story. I am completely um, confident that this will help, you know, my audience and inspire them to be able to make some of the changes or take some of those steps that they're maybe afraid to take. Yes. Yes. Baby steps. (laughs) Baby steps. Yes. Teeny tiny baby steps. So, (laughs) So Linda, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to have you on here. Thank you very much. And to my audience, thank you so much for joining us today. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G, as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.